conversationalist. It's not a convert. It's a conversation. It's not a conversationist. I could be a conservationist. I get turned up at that. Conservationist. That's all right. Conservationist. I don't feel any less than for it. I'm no just doubt. practicing. I'm putting music to your words. That's what I'm saying. Right now, I'm going to go through and sing it this time. No, I'll seriously, let's go. Let's do, let's do it. You want me to do it, Joey, or not? Because I'll do yeah, it. Yeah, let's go. We're here today with Samuel J., very close friend of ours here at The Space Between. He's a singer, songwriter, producer, and conservationist from Cornwall, South UK. He's a devout global fan base and is inspired by people and cultures from around the globe and his love and respect for nature. He's been an activist, active ocean conservationist as of the last 10 years and works with underprivileged youth using meaningful music as a tool for empowerment. And he's here with us today in the space between. Thank you for having me. Amazing to be here. Thank you, everybody. Right on. What's happening? That was an epic intro. Uh, stumbled a little bit, we but worked on that for, two for the most good. part. There was definitely my name. I was stoked that we got my name in there. Yeah. It's just better that Eddie read it. I can't read that well. That's okay. <laughs> I'm getting far, though, with it, right? Anyways, you know, I met Sam, interesting enough. I do not. Was, uh, I don't even know if you remember, you probably, maybe you, it was at the end of the street here, they were doing closing, and you were, you were laying down right at the bottom, and you were wearing a black, I remember you were wearing a black hat. That was the first time we actually met. We spoke a little bit, but then the next time was at I that. I was laying in the middle of the road. Full circle. Full circle, yeah, that's yeah. exactly. That's where it was, but that's then. What's that's I'm what's up. That's what's up. Full circle. Full, yeah. That's what's up. Wow. And then, right when I was going through uh, the beginning, I guess, I'd say the awakening, um, I did, I kept running into you, like randomly. Like You were actually probably one of the first people or friends I became friends with in the mm -hmm. conscious community. Like to, you know, mm -hmm. really, um, right at the beginning. Because that was about a year, probably two years ago. Mm -hmm. Maybe? Mm -hmm. About? Two. The summer of 2017. Yeah. So, yeah. But in between that time, yeah, mm -hmm. just... Um, between the time from me meeting you to now mm. and the things that have happened and the, even between us as friends and coming back and always feeling compelled to keep doing the things that you do, you know, and, and, and work and, and bring awareness to the causes that you do, I think is so important. One of the main things to have you for and the amazing work that you do. Um, so I want to tell you that's amazing stuff you did for, uh, for sure. You know, I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, you remember the first time you met me? At Joey's? No. No. I believe the first time I met you, Joey, was like, you have to go see this dude perform at this house in the valley, and I had never met you. And I went to the guy that owned No Name's house, and he performed in that living room. Oh, yeah, I had oh, never yeah, met yeah, you yeah. Before. That's true, that's true. Do you remember true. I kept trying to connect you with Eddie? That's, yeah. that's, and I walked that in was the first one. That's, and no, I walked into this house, and it's like 20 people, and I knew no one except the guy that owned the house because I had had drinks with him at No Name. Mm -hmm. He's like, what are you doing here? I'm like, Samuel J. invited me. I'm like, who is he? He's like, right there. And I'm like, okay. And it was all warm, and it was great. I loved that night. The performance was amazing. So when we out of town, we were out of town and I was trying to get you to go. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you were going to meet me, but you had to leave. And yeah. I sat there and listened to the show and I was like, wow, that's amazing. I went home and, you know. When did, let me ask you this. When, yeah, yeah. When, when did you, when did you actually know you were conscious? I don't even know if we ever had that conversation. Like, when did you feel, did you, you know what I'm saying? As far as when did you have that awakening? Oh, well, or, don't, don't even call it awakening, but that, you know. 
that feeling of some people are born into it. I feel like Amanda Sage is, is and you may be that way too. I, it didn't happen to me like that. But do you feel you kind of, when did you feel you started doing things that were more conscious? Because was there a Sam before the Sam? Yeah, my experience wasn't like having an awakening or becoming conscious. I don't really relate to that experience. I know that, that like some of the people I most love in my life, like that's how they, that's would, ex- that, that's how they would express that. I remember being eight years old and like looking at this plant and just thinking like how miraculous and then looking at my skin and just thinking how miraculous it was that something created like this totally unique leaf and my hand was also like you got like a handprint you know like of your own palm and like how this leaf was completely unique and it's hard to describe right I mean but that was a moment that I felt totally connected to something that in that moment I felt all my anxiety, all my fears, and just felt a really deep sense of belonging that was way grander scale than just like the walls of my own home or like with my family. It was like I'm part of I'm part of this living world. Yeah, this big universe. Exactly. Yeah. And um, I guess Th- that that relationship to nature, if you like, was really nurtured through surfing and through, you know, growing up in a place where, you know, um, I was able to see, you know, sunsets and have a sister that was, you know, what do you, this is, you know, just even bringing the conversation to my awareness of where things come from, you know, like, you know, you ask the majority of young people where fruits and vegetables come from, they'd be like, the supermarket and you're like <laughs> yes but prior to this it's like well like top shelf bottom shelf back of the supermarket you know it's like fridge you know, fridge you know and i felt i feel lucky to have to have had a an elder who was my sister at that time elder to her was her my father elder to him was right it goes on through the generations so i had a lineage you know, my family of, of people that were really connected to the, the land that I was lucky enough to get a little bit of that, um, yeah, knowledge um, and sense of respect um, of that, that, that I can speak to. And that never went away. And when I discovered music, it was like the ultimate connection to the um the forces that give us life basically without it doesn't need to be a spiritual thing it's very scientific you know it's like music became a way of me saying thank you for being alive right and you did in brazil you started out though with uh, your dj right and then did you dj i did not i didn't dj but but i was an mc yeah no that's a lot of people okay i sang with djs is that big difference is it I mean, yeah, yeah. So spinning MC. records or or coming up with you know language. The language, lyrics. okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. My so bad. for example, you know, there'd be a beat like, and you're like, everyone, how we feeling? Stay with me. I'm And it's like, if everyone's feeling happy about their life right now, put your hands up. That was how I originally. Before I played the guitar, I was I would host and write lyrics, and then the music came afterwards. But Yes. So, yeah, Brazil was later, though, you know, like, um, that was when I was 19, you know, so I had this upbringing in southern England in Cornwall, which it's just such a what, you know, there are stones where I where I grew up that are um, 
So you have, there are 13 lunar cycles. A lot of, a lot of people think there's 12, because it's 12 months, but there's 13 lunar cycles per annum. And four or 5,000 years ago, just like, you know, all these different civilizations around the world were, were all tapped into something. You know, they were all, you know, like, they all had very similar kind of calendars and, you know, they were, they were connected to, to the notions of the seasons and, and you know, where, where I'm from, you know, there's these stones and when I was a kid, you know, my dad used to make me like put my hand on them and I didn't really think too much of it, you know, but looking back on it, he was showing me the importance of these stones and, and the reason I bring it up and why it's important in the question of like, you know, where does our consciousness come from? It's like those people all that time ago, like, you know, four or 5,000 years ago, had an understanding that on the 21st of June, you know, the midstone lines perfectly with the sun overhead at midday, which completely defines all of the calculated, you know, history of, you know, science. Um, because if they knew that information then, you know, it wasn't Columbus and people that were finding out that the world was round, you know, all mm. those centuries, millenniums later. So it just has this, it's, for anyone that's been there, just the, the, the place itself just lends itself to this really, kind of like deep sense of connection with nature and then um yeah you know um then cities or just felt really alien i remember the first time i went to london and like just all the concrete and everything was just like was pretty intense to like feel that at like 14 15 and went straight into the fashion world like being sprayed with all this hairspray and it just like felt like pollution to so it's pretty funny times trying to navigate as a young man through especially the being fashion world. open because you I asked that question mm. and you were raised open if you had your dad had you touching stones at seven and you were thinking you were a plant you, you were pretty open <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I was one I was with a plant. plant like yeah I wasn't going through that I was I was on rocks and windows so yes that answer is to that <laughs> yes you were open <laughs> yeah that's funny I love plants. I'm okay about that. Plants, you know? are, plants are amazing. I'll, I'll hug a tree if you give me half an opportunity. I love trees too. Trees are awesome. And what do you think? So if what's going on in Brazil? I mean, yeah. That's a yeah, big, it, big deal. Yeah, it's, it's another... The earth is showing us signs all the time. You know, like they've been abusing... If we, you know, abuse and exploit and, you know, for long enough, there'll, there'll be a huge rupture in the in the consequences of those actions. And that's what's happening in Brazil. They've been, you know, the governments sell the forest. Amazon is for sale. The Amazon is currently being bought, you know, for timber. And there's very few kind of organizations big enough to stand in the way of such massive logging. Like it's billions and billions of dollars of logging. And we could throw out names of different companies, but you know what what you know it just came to a head with these recent fires because they you know they've dammed the riverways right so rivers are not flowing as they normally would so there's not as as much water as there normally is in the in the soil and then you know these fires catch out and of course they're burning almost unnaturally to how they normally would like the fires we have here in Malibu you know we took all the trees out of the soil so these fires are you know spreading more because of that and Mankind, every time we, you know, try and mess with nature in a, in a greedy way, it kind of just backfires, backfires for us. Yeah. yeah. But backfires, backfires. Yeah, go. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, get me talking about rainforests. I'll be talking all day. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
the signs are there, you know, for sure. They're very real and nothing is isolated like an island, you know, like the problem in the Amazon is affected by what we all buy daily, you know, when we go to buy furniture, you know, where where is that wood from, you know, where some companies you might just be buying a toothbrush or something from a from one shop, but that shop might invest some of its money in logging. And that's how we're all involved in creating the the world that we live in, which is also really... And then there's plastic from that toothbrush inside the ocean. Totally. And then there's also like, you know, we're all really empowered um, to be able to make a difference. I think that's the point. Like when people realize how connected we are to everything, it's really empowering. It's like, wow, my little part in this actually can trans transmit a difference. No, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think because of, you know, with music and how you do it, and traveling so much that you're constantly spreading and you know that message for you know ocean awareness and or for, for kids more so like you know because before if when you're you know when i'm looking at you just as a friend of what you're doing like you're just as a friend right i'm not really looking because i'm seeing you know, he's having so much fun and it is fun being a musician but really what you're doing it is work because you are out there really working and doing what you say what you're doing you know regardless of anything else that's what I, I do know you're doing you know and and that's so important um to stay out and keep keep keeping on to keep on keep up or kept up well, on that note at least it's, at least you're doing what you love right <laughs> you know yeah making music and making a difference at the same time yeah when you start surfing phenomenal but we all know that like you know any anything you know i'm we're all figuring it out together you know i don't feel like i have all the answers it's like you have to jump though at some point you know like if it's like you have, I felt like I had safety nets, you know, ways of making money and things that I wasn't, I just wasn't that in alignment with or, or particularly that passionate about. Modeling was one of those things. It was just like, this is great, you know, family's really proud of me because I was making great money and traveling, but I didn't really believe in, in the contribution of that. Yeah, you know? yeah. And if you, if you think about it, I think the wealth in doing something that you believe in you know like is so powerful if you go to work every day and you're doing things that you don't believe in like every day doing stuff that you don't believe in that i know that we all do like i do like i I put petrol in my car i pay taxes to a government that doesn't use its money completely ethically um you know there's a lot of things you know that like i feel there's there's that we contradict ourselves in but if you if you are in service or doing a you know anything for your work that you actually believe in even if it's making great connections and connecting people in with the music industry or you know building a platform and I know that these projects can be harder to fund if they're not through the the old paradigm of funding things that you know the sort of corporal setup that we have currently but um it's just really it's just a really wealthy feeling to be um in total belief of what you're actually doing and how you how you live your life how you show up yeah you know and i think we're all you know we're all beginning to recognize that in our own different ways and that's why a lot of people are putting their attention to instead of what am i getting from this what am i taking from this what am i contributing you know what am i what am i actually by doing this what am i contributing to and of course that's a reciprocation right it's like basic healing i mean it's like if you do a one-on-one session with someone that's you know going through a struggle in their life and for example you come up with a solution you know either mentally or physically to help that person wow 
Yeah, that's amazing. It's amazing. And then you're like happy, you know. You know what that reminded me I of? Want him to that's why we're ahead, here. I want him to that's why we're here. That reminded me of that Bob Marley quote when he has that video that's been traveling around for years. It says, you know, are, you're doing well. Are you rich? And he said, what do you mean am I rich? Am I rich? Well, how? Like with money? No, I'm rich with love, you know, because that's not how that's that money doesn't make me rich. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's similar to the phrase um, that reminded me of. Um, I'm so damn rich. All I have is no. I'll come back to that one. Yeah, no doubt, no <laughs> doubt. So, yeah, I'm so damn wealthy, all I have is money. That's it. Yeah, which isn't really going to serve you except to, you know, buy mm. into the system for, but we to need a certain it. extent. But we need it. And then, you know, on the other side, we don't want to get like, you know, like, it, it's, I, I felt like in the 90s, it was like, I was like this to the system. It was like, rage against the machine, fuck the system, like pointing the finger, you know. And now it's more like, well, all these systems are in place and they're just doing you know that's 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 the program like make as much money as you can like mcdonald's is an amazingly successful company in what they are able to take for example but like but you know it's it's utilizing all these systems that are in place i think artists that have platforms being responsible with what they speak about food companies that are you know taking you know massive amounts of surplus food from the land like all of if if nestle for example started on one of their branches of water bottles like yeah. would just would just change use cassavar or some alternative yeah. you know mm-hmm. like rather than us trying to start up like a project that's like 20,000 people using this you know in a privileged little area if those guys with all those billions if you're listening to this would just step up and say you know what like we're, we're gonna go for this even if it doesn't make sense in the markets and all of that the people will follow that the people are waiting to buy that people do not want to be contributing to polluting their own oceans consciously like given the choice on a piece of paper they choose it because it's the only thing Option in front of you them, have yeah you know so it's like as we were saying you know it's like this this platform is is creating um opportunities for people seeking uh alternatives and truth you know to uh to live in alignment with what you believe in um available which is why i think it's a really really important work that you're doing the the whole yeah. thing yeah thank you and and is talking about the planet and all the, you know even the way you speak you know because when when i first even first waking up and you get into the, the conscious community it's just a little light and airy for me it was you know um but as i started to understand i started to soften a little bit too meaning it's just a little bit of a the vibration it's a vibration of love and the way your intention and what you do and and it it was changing and so when i met you i just thought it was what you're doing is singing mm. you know oh he's singing that you we know? should revisit the conversation about how we met a bit because we kind of we started the interview but we just it kind of what are we doing yeah. let's do it have, let's well do it. i think it's you know we're all being unified through through this right uh, that's absolutely that's yeah. that's the bottom line it's like we the reasons why we're here yeah whether it's you know you know we're all um in our own ways becoming aware through our own experiences that that it's important to take care of ourselves you know take care of our families take care of those forces as i always say that give us life that that, that isn't a hippy dippy thing 
it's like this without the forces the elements you know um sun water the earth we don't have life you know and it was a basic responsibility of the warriors of all times and of our ancestors to look after that those things you know it's that simple and we we you know mm. are just saying you know this is important it's like important it's not telling people what to do it's just raising um an awareness that you know these things are super important um for a, for, for your own well-being for your own peace of mind for our own, for our own peace of mind so Joey and I I feel we were really brought together because um you were having these realizations in your life through your own journey that what you were contribute there was more to life than what you were actually contributing to there was a bigger picture um you know and and at that moment like your like your experience i might be singing about you know or i might be you know inspired by something that you told me in in and really my music is just i'm just like we were doing outside earlier i'm listening to everyone's conversations and passions and what's of real importance and real value and then i'm singing about those things and then when i sang of course you related to the music because that was kind of where your experience was i hope you followed that because that's really important and there's almost like a calling i think uh from people all over the world to that are sitting in desks and their backs feel off you know that are eating certain foods that are living a life that just doesn't feel like a full life full, a full existence and you know a lot of people are being forced to look outside of of that limitation to the full expansion of their owning their their gift of their life and that as i was saying comes through connection with with love and and with nature and with you know what we're really from you know it's pretty simple and I, and i leads me to i think having a kundalini awakening awakening whatever it is that you want to call it is when that happened to me is is having those feelings and changing the way i i viewed the world and the way i viewed people and and going to several mental institutions and seeing how they were treating me when i was going through a spiritual awakening something that i was coming into something that could and is it is not could at the time it was could but the most amazing thing that could happen to me was me becoming part of this planet and universally understanding everyone and what we can do for each other being of service and 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 doing something on this planet i have four kids that are younger that are going to be here when i leave so when i started to understand that differently but when i was in seeing that people were asking if i was schizophrenic or if i was bipolar or a lot of these other symptoms that mirrored um symptoms of going through a spiritual awakening it 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 is what led me to this show because i feel that the most important thing if in western medicine i went to go see a, a sikh doctor the other day an md and i told him i went through the process of what happened to him to me and i wanted to kind of go through like what are you going to do because i wasn't going to go to a psychiatrist right so he looks at me and he goes i'm an internist you know he he does east and west medicine but i was like so now what so what if i'm telling you i'm getting warm sensations going up and down my spine and i'm not sure but i'm having mood swings i don't know what it is racing thoughts what do i do because i'd have to send you to a psychiatrist i'm like well if you know this is spiritual what he is i'm a doctor So I and and just doing that I was like this is so important on so many levels because there's so many people being misdiagnosed kids bipolar think about all the things people are being misdiagnosed 
because like I said, we're spiritual beings, right? Having a human experience. That means we're passing through the experience here as humans. And then we still go on. So that's important to understand and to treat people like that. It's just not, you know, cutting things off or giving them medication or why would we even stop somebody from having an amazing experience? Wait, we're telling people what, like everyone's in search of what this is. I mean, really what is, is a union with God. Because when that happens, you start to care about people and you want to be of service. That's the best way I can come up with what was happening to me. And then to find other people of different colors and different places of people I wouldn't sit with and be like, yo, that guy feels like a brother to me. You know, so I started to feel more love for people. It doesn't mean I like everybody. I love everybody. Meaning I still have discernment because even in the conscious community, like you said, it doesn't mean anything that you have people doing shady shit, but they, that's their exercise. They're going to go through a learning process. So I think the, the point of not judging it and now feeling much more grounded in, in what gave me that was Kundalini yoga. Um, and lucky enough to have that because by talking to a doctor who is a Kundalini teacher, but couldn't help me. And this guy's, so that's why that, that's what led me to this. I'm like, th there's gotta be something that we can do. And especially someone like you who people listen to, to talk about that, just to have a second opinion. If people are having this or if their kids are having, you know, attention deficit or if there's just something else, um, mm. a second opinion because they don't, they just don't have it. Well, Tage's diagnosis was very different than his, right? Oh yeah. yeah. When I took you in, I was like, you know, I, I don't know if you know this, but when I introduced him to Tage, I was worried cause I was like, uh Oh, you know, what's Tage going to think, you mm. know? And I'm like, I want you to meet my friend. He's really cool. He's going through a lot. You know, I'm like, so just be, be ready. And she was like, it's okay. And then after it was done, I go, hey, well, the next day I go, that was cool, right? Like, Joey, she goes, oh, he's great. He's just receiving so many downloads at a time that there's no way he can take it all in. He, he needs to just kind of slow down and breathe so that he can address the downloads separately. I mean, that's not, I'm, I'm ad-libbing here. I don't remember exactly. But that's really what it is. It's like you were overwhelmed with the spirit or whatever you want to identify it as and now you've learned how to kind of channel those things through meditation and, and you're understanding kind of what's going on and being led versus trying to lead or allow or whatever those processes are that people identify. It's hard to allow, you know, it's hard to like say, okay, I'm going to allow my life to happen instead of me making sure I get what I think I need out of everything. And that, but that's right. But, but, but you have society, so you allow it, right? You want to open up and let that happen. The most beautiful thing that can happen to human being is allow that to happen. That's like the rite of passage. It's like puberty. But if you go to Western medicine or any place you're going to go, they're going to put you on a medication and tell, or tell you you're crazy. That's something wrong with society. Totally. That's something wrong with the way, and they know, I'm not going to say, I'm not trying to pose anything, but that's an issue. If it, and that's saying, let's just change it. Let's, so if everyone kind of like said, said together, like this is something we should do, write opinion letters from attorneys, we have to have second opinions on these things because it's, it's like you keep leading us in the wrong direction. So if we keep following, who, who's the fool? Yeah, exactly. It's the, well, the supply and demand is really interesting, and that's where change has, has always happened. You know, you've always got the most radical people talking, you know, like the the Einsteins of the past, that are just labeled insane. You know, that's preposterous. How could you know, like DMT or something from a, from a frog cure psychosis? You know. Or, yeah, because because that sorry that is just that idea in itself is is just is it undermines all of this these other systems that we've absolutely we've brought up in the pharmaceutical world. Yeah. So it's like and and 
put ego aside, it's like that's where we evolve with no ego because it's like, oh, actually, this is something that is progressive and, and can help people and is natural and is something. And I, I just, by the way, I threw out the idea of something really extreme like the, you know, salivation of, a, of an amphibian, which is, as some of you know, the DMT um, <clears throat> that is being used and I've witnessed, you know, in, in rehabilitation centers used to help people have a breakthrough to break out of their own um, buildup of trauma that has just been oppressed by the use of certain medications rather than released. And um, it just comes, I'm, I'm going to keep repeating myself probably, but it just comes back to nature. It's like, it's important. Yeah. Though. If you look at, if you look at deer, you know, when they, the, the fright or flight thing, it's like, you know, they get rid of that anxiety. You know, they just run away from a predator and they instantaneously, they don't like harbor the fear. And I think the human condition, we have this tendency, all of us, you know, this is, this isn't anyone higher, lower talking to anyone. It's like, we all have a tendency to harbor, you know, um, trauma and emotions and anxiety and kind of like tension. And when we're in school, do you remember having the class that was like, you know, hey, children, this is how to deal with fear and disappointment, or hey, this is how to um, let go of nervous tension. This is how to deal with your emotions. I didn't get those classes, you know? I yeah, was of never, course. I was never shown any of that. But if you look at the teachings of Shambhala, mm. which was another way <clears throat> that we united, yeah. that is what they taught their children. The chapter, Fear and Renunciation. These are teachings, and it's like, you know, we're, we're sitting right now in this in this beautiful space, which downstairs they're probably doing meditation right now. And meditation is one tool. You know, meditation is one tool to find that neutral place. But you know, most of us, and myself, guilty, one hundred percent guilty included. I keep my mind my mind so constantly busy that sometimes, like all of these everything just escalates to this place that's so unnecessary. And if I just manage to get that moment where I can just be still, you know, breathe, it's not me forcing it to happen. Like naturally your own being will, will start relaxing. You know, the nervous system fires off more, you know, receptivity when we are still in our mind, you know? So it's not like we don't have to force all this stuff to happen. You don't have to do a shit ton of plant medicine and you know all this stuff you just it, it's just that the body will do it the body will do it for you if you give it the opportunity you know just by lying down you know the 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 lumbar spine thoracic spine cervical spine all being in the same alignment and breathing deeply into your abdomen things start happening in your body to release your tension yeah. you know it's magical. The, world, the fabric of life is already there. It's, we have to put ourselves in position. The wind is already blowing. We just have to position our sail, you know? So that's where I think that if you, I don't ever really use the term, but the, this conscious community movement, I, I see um, a need to remember that because there's a lot of like forcing upon people. Like you need to do this and this to be, you know, consciousness is all there is, you know? It's whether we, like remember to tap into it or not and disconnection and dis-ease dis-ease is just where we disconnect from from that and stop living in harmony with what is already you know um with us and i i don't know if it's a good moment but 
you know, this, this foundation is a foundation I work with it's called Blue Sphere Foundation. And if you look at the coral reef systems, you know, that's, that's what they are. They're harmonious. They have, we've been here for what? 10,000 years, they, you know, 20,000, some theories, but a, a small amount of time in the whole, you know, scheme of things. Scheme of things. Yeah. And there's no medication for fish, meaning God doesn't make mistakes. <laughs> he didn't say we're going to make, and all of a sudden in the year 2000, everyone's going to be depressed and you have to take antipsychotics. And so what I'm saying is, is yeah. that everything is here. Yeah, we, we were given everything we needed we to heal ourselves, paradise, whether it be man. plant, whether it be breath, whether it be silence, whether it be being still. And man has come in and capitalized off of things that do not benefit us as humans. And the system treats but not cures because you can't create the cure. I mean, you can, but in theory, the cures are here. If you just, mm. like you said, the DMT. That's the heartbreaking thing. Or herbalist, you know, yeah. like Dr. Sebi, you know, regardless of what people's opinions are, these herbs are here. And in combinations and certain methods of taking them, they will heal almost anything that you any ailment you have absolutely but instead we go and we get vicodin or we go and we get because we have to it's, it's controlled which actually keep keep they, they keep it on going they don't stop mm -hmm. it because you're not clear minded enough to be able to see what's right in front of you or actually right within you until you consume it because, because a lot of things yeah. we might take plant medicine or you may say oh. something about going through through an experience like this but that exactly what you're saying is it's not controlled and regulated by the government, so they're never gonna do it. Things are opening up to where they're, you know, Sill Asylum in, in Colorado. Not sure. Is it called, uh, it's a couple? Yeah, yeah. I believe it just got But it's opening up, and I think for, there, there's a book, and somebody else wrote one interview about post-traumatic stress disorder and how plant medicines have helped do that. You know, and you, why, why, why were mushrooms so illegal? Why were they, uh, you know, it's, it's just because of what it was opening up. They don't want, you it's, know. It's exactly the same way. It was they. <laughs> yeah, they, but there's the. the, the you watch well, that one, right? The, well, we own the economy. The they thing is, I'm glad you brought it up because there's a lot of people like there's, you know, there's this elite kind of whatever your beliefs are, whether you think there's elite, an elite group of people that are dictating what everyone consumes, open to it. But there's also the part where we are the economy. If all of us didn't go to the banks tomorrow, they'd shut down for one day, 24 hours, no transactions, the whole system collapses. Yep. You know, so, and coordinating that might be quite difficult. We'll try and do it on this, on this podcast. No, but seriously, it's like the, they... You know we, what would happen if everybody at the same time, what you just said, I'm just yeah. gonna work off what you just said, is because of what's going on in the United States and, and <clears throat> people watching this happen, and a lot of the things that are happening is everyone standing together, just, at a, at a point, you know, well, it's fear. We're all paying into that because it, it's fear. Fear keeps people plugging into that because it's fear of losing your assets, fear of losing your pension, fear of losing, you know, mm. your job, your status, yeah. Yeah. Fear your is friends. Keep, fear is yeah. the one thing that's keeping people plugged into that. Yeah. Coming back to it, though. So if any of you ever have heard of uh, Paul Segment is an incredible man I've yet to meet. I'm hoping to get him here on the podcast. We should definitely What's his name? Him. Say his name again. Paul Segment. He's, um, I hope I'm saying his name right, but he's a specialist in fungi. And this guy's like, is he, is he, it's so good because he's, he's so down the road scientist. So he's not like all ethereal and like you can just, people can really understand him. And he is basically studied and given research for 40 years on 
the properties of of. of Is he working with Andrew? You know Andrew Oman and, and and Sam Salisbury. They're doing that. Yeah. Kind of? No, this is he's like a guru of the whole movement with 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 single cell fu fungi. So the the properties of fungi and like we all grow up like you know mushrooms. You know it's like I was just completely even up until recently unaware of like you know these these. So he does some of the tests to get straight to the point so you can understand these these. This is some of the oldest organisms that have been on the planet. Like these things have survived every Holocaust, every, you know, evolutionary, like through the dinosaurs, they've survived all of it. And some of the things he's showing is it's like, there's certain strains of fungi that you put petroleum and oil and they are able to internally, you know, take out all the putridities of those those liquids and actually you know afterwards you have a healthy little kind of bloom of different flowers and stuff so it's, it's literally like we already have all the solutions underneath our feet in stuff that's not even worth 10 cents that is literally responsible for communicating all of this tree to this tree internal network that we don't even understand because it's so advanced it's taken billions trillions of years to form that keeps everything connected i know that everyone's probably thinking about avatar right now but we inspired the avatar no but hold on but this is around. important what you're saying because what you're saying is the most incredible and thing we disconnected with it we're, we're the only hold on, but they, on the but planet they're disconnected but imagine it. what you're saying is when someone <laughs> awakens up. to understand your instrument it is like what you're saying what you're I'm saying, saying Something in there, everyone's like still not listening. Like, listen exactly to what he's saying that this is all within us. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. We're like walking around, wow, that'd be cool if I could have it. Wow, out there, that sounds really, that's, that sounds fucking cool. It's all in us. So, you're saying something as if it's out, like, but because you, this is what we're saying. That's the whole, the, the, that's the Tootsie pop drop at the center of the, <laughs> the, the center. Of, the you tootsie know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, that's the center of what we're talking about, for real. To have that and feel that. Absolutely. It sounds like a movie, but it's real. And how like, do we do that? How do we support each other to remember that we are all connected? You know, because fear is separation. As soon as you want exclusivity or a VIP section of your club or different people, all of that, it's fear. What are you afraid of? Why are we afraid to embrace each other fully? And accept each other because there's no point there's no there's no like like a, a flock of birds you know in migration it's like they they go together you know we're gonna create a, a viral campaign wake up and awesome and when that front bird starts drifting out ahead of the rest of the flock it is capable of racing ahead it doesn't because it understands that it needs the rest of the flock yeah to make the rest of the migration. Trees do the same thing. Probably the best example is the redwood, right? Biggest roots in the soil, biggest tree in the world. And, um, you know, it will, it's capable of taking like all the water around it, you know, but it doesn't because it, it knows that if it does, you know, the other, other trees suffer. Yeah. Well, the other trees suffer, but the other smaller, it needs the other smaller plants because they have specific like, you know, um, anti-parasitical properties for the bark of the tree like it's all you know it's all just in this really really cool balance and i think children especially need to to learn that um and that that's an important part of our responsibility as adults is to carry on these these teachings these tools as we were saying earlier to be like you know um what what are we you know how are you going to deal with you know tragedy loss 
pressure, you know, all these things in your life. And um, what's some on that uh, subject? There's, I'm playing at a really amazing um, festival for Los Angeles uh, by this wonderful group of people, which is called Hope, on the 22nd of September. Um, and that really, <laughs> that whole platform is just inviting young people to go out that don't have, you know, that eating, sh honestly, you know, generalizing a little bit, but children that haven't been exposed to nature that are eating tons of sugars and fats and just hanging out in urban scapes all the time and taking those kids like for a surf or a hike, you know, um, allowing those children that have been labeled with schizophrenia, that have been you know, schizophrenia and all these different, you know, which isn't serving them, you know, where is that helping them? And so there's, there's a million examples, right? But like all over the world, people are starting to realize that these are the, the um, solutions um, is, is, you know, the solution is to come coming back to working in harmony with what uh, we already were gifted and inherited in this planet, you know. Mm. And it's different in different ways, but it's the same, whether it's yoga or music and, you know, people are seeking, we're all seeking, like I said to Joy, like people are seeking the song that I haven't even written yet, you know, or we're all, we're all waiting to find out about you know, we're searching for our union with God. We keep coming. Yeah, we keep yeah. scaring around. It's it's that I'm telling you. It's that I mean, use another word for it. Mm. It's being a when you when you wake up and you finding your heart opens up. There's no better feeling because that's when you start to feel to help other people. All the things that you're talking about is the root of it. Like the Death Star, you call it. Like I said earlier, is when you look at that. That's the thing you're looking at. Is, Western medicine has to change that so that kids and other people can go through this process and enjoy it so that they can enjoy the planet and the ocean and understand and be connected to what is theirs. Well, you know what I like is I think, you know, what Sam Samuel said was like his moment was when he realized his handprint was one that was his significant piece, right? Mm -hmm. And then the, every leaf was different, right, to identify. And Joey That's, said I was a, that I realized that I was a plant. Yeah. Which, <laughs> you know. Gotta have a sense of humor here, but no, but that was key for me because what I heard was you became one with the universe in that moment. You realized that you were part of a much bigger thing than right. your, the confines of your family and your house and your school and your friends, you know. And and I think it's important, you know. You talk about the kids. It's like if we implemented that type of learning process, whatever it is, whether it's yoga or meditation or music or or in the art, and they realized how important it was to identify their relationship with nature, with water, with plants, the whole system would be upside down to what we know it now. The new paradigm would be in fast forward because I had an experience. I went to Golden Bridge with, with Tage and I was walking down the sidewalk with my girlfriend and I told this in another podcast and there was a, a, a branch in the way of the sidewalk and I broke it. And Lisa was like, what are you doing? Oh my gosh. And I, at the time, like I freaked out. I was like, I didn't get it. But hearing you, I get it, and I get it more and more, and I keep being reminded, and it is that message that, like, you can't just pollute, you can't just ingest anything. You have to be very careful, because if if you do, it's poison, you know, and you're not acknowledging what we've been giving with Mother Earth and the water and the ocean. Yeah, it's, it's poisoning the our own water, right? Like, the yeah. water we're, we're drinking, and, and, and it's good to come back to, like, you know, the the... the the model of self-respect you know the Lakotas have this phrase which is like you cannot it's impossible to disrespect the earth if you respect yourself 
so if you fully respect yourself then you will be respecting the earth but if you're you know like i said earlier like taking something that has poisoned the, the soil you'll be poisoning your, your tummy yeah. if you decide to take something and consume it that has been good for the soil then that will be good for your, your body it's like that kind of respecting and and then we all need to help each other this is the thing i think the old paradigm is like going to see the doctor a superior wise person and telling you what to do i just think we all need to help each other to with compassion and understanding rather than exclusivity of like who's awoken like being awake can be a sense of privilege as well you know but it's it's a sense of you know all of us coming together and and taking responsibility for our own actions and knowing that we can all make a difference to the overall contribution to the greater good of things. Um, I think from that place, it's just really empowering. Um, and, you know, the, the, the project that we're working on, the Young Elders, is all about that. You know, it's all about, it is a workshop that I put together that was inspired by, I was first asked by Sea Shepherd, some of you may know about, I've been on several expeditions around the world directly trying to stop whaling with and other, you know, um, uh, sins of humanity against the ocean is the best way to put it. You know, and we, we take these these workshops into the school. So it's kind of fun, we make it fun, you know. It's yeah, like all it sounds the kids, amazing. It's like, it's like, yeah, let's all be, you know, who loves the ocean? And like all the kids are like, ah, you know. Mm. Never met a child that didn't love the ocean that, or at least not one that's, been lucky enough to be there you know mm. that some children haven't even seen an ocean and I've taken kids that first time in their lives that they saw an ocean like coming down the hill you know don't want to swear but like what you know like mm. what is that you know and uh yeah sorry coming back to the, so the young the young elders like workshop if you like is just this really fun workshop where we we ask these questions we're like does anyone know where food comes from does anyone know where their clothes come from you know and is it okay to tell our children the truth is it am i allowed to show like you know say someone has a bacon sandwich like this is where you're no 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 don't no, no, don't don't yeah don't yeah. show them don't show them that yeah don't show them where those all those pigs are but that's what that's that is reality, that's what we're doing. So it's like, what do we do? Lie to the children, you know what I mean? And a lot of parents what? have actually wanted me not to tell, I mean, obviously I'm not going to these and showing really explicit videos, but with some of the older kids, even like 14, 15, it's like they, their parents don't want them to know that bacon is a, is a pig. That is so disconnected. Yeah, I showed my daughter a and Then they go see Babe. <laughs> they go see Babe. But it was just one example, you know, so we're just trying to put the connection. Sorry, come on. I showed my daughter a documentary. I didn't show her, but we were watching a Netflix documentary about, you know, the, the meat industry. Mm. And it showed, you know, cows being hung upside down, and it showed the actual manufacturing. And, and you know, all, she cried during the film and didn't eat meat for months. I mean, she's back eating meat again, mm -hmm. but that, that freaked me out. Like, it's back to being a parent and wanting to keep your kids not in the truth you know and it's like my my ex-wife was mad that you know why would you do that she's only 10 i'm like mm. it's probably the best thing i could have done for her Absolutely. even though she did not make a choice to stop eating meat and she's consciously eating meat knowing what's going on at least the knowledge is there which is one building block to to potentially changing things for her in the future or some of the decisions that she makes so i'm wholeheartedly believe that at a young age we should we should let our our children know because the children are the future 
Whatever it looks like, we have to embrace truth. You can't, like delusion, a delusion, you know, and deception, you know, at that level, like, you know, in any village or anything, like children growing up would see all those practices. Yeah, of course. You know, and that's where you got the respect for the animal because it's, it, you can't take an animal's life without actually being moved by it and disturbed by it. So people practicing that have desensitized their own spirit to a point where it just, they don't even feel it anymore because we've disconnected, again, we've disconnected from, um, yeah, the, the sovereignty of, of that process. But um, this, this, just going back to the young elders, so the young elders is, we make it fun, and you know, it's crazy. I've been to different schools all around the world with it, and I went to this, this green school in Bali. Really? And yeah, yeah. And it's like, you know, you're turning up, and you, you, know, you were like, children, this is what climate change is, and they're like, I've just wrote a letter to the MP of England and have, you know, a petition with all of, and they're already like, they're teaching you. Yeah. Like what's, great. what's happening, you know, That's and they're awesome. like, oh, the you school, know, yeah. is that, you know, is this, they're totally on board and on their own without being forced and pushed in that direction. Um, they've been very fortunate enough to have these teachings, but it's a, it's a non-waste school. So they have no, non-waste and there's a few other schools, but seeing children, that are genuinely like, you know, what are you doing? Like dolphins and whales are the most incredible, important thing that we have in our, in our whole universe. You can't, you know, having them step into that and understand that mm -hmm. is, is, is awesome. And that is happening. And there are other, there are other areas, you know, that I've been, I, I met one kid that thought all whales were in aquariums, literally, you know, he didn't know that there was an ocean that these, you know, so, it's it's telling whatever it looks like you know one of the, the most difficult things i ever spoke out about publicly was when i went to japan which was a risk with my own visa and all kinds of things out there you know it was we weren't criticizing the japanese government or criticizing any establishment it was just showing people truth and it's so it people are so inconvenienced by the truth you know the truth is is that you know that there are still certain chewing gums that you may eat that have whale blubber in them, you know, and, and whales are still being hunted. Whales, one topic, right? Shark finning, it's 150,000 shark fins docked a month. 150,000 a month in Hong Kong. That's just in Hong Kong. Yeah, that's horrible. The, the, the ocean cannot sustain, like it's not in 10 years, you know, if we don't act, it's now, like mm -hmm. it's yesterday. It is literally like we have to change our whole model of approach. You don't just go in Whole Foods, grab a bunch of stuff, throw it in, put it in your mouth, not think about it, eat it. Like it's, it's what is it? Where is it from? What is it doing to my body? What is it doing to the planet? Those questions, ask yourself. Everything you're doing in your relationships, is this relationship good for me? What is is contributing to? Why am I, you know, ask, if you're honoring yourself, like the Lakota said, you're honoring and respecting yourself and your decisions with your partners, with your relationships with, and I haven't got all this figured out, but like that is the, that is the, the beautiful framework that we inherited in this planet. And if we can work in orchestration with that, you can guarantee that you will have full harmonious existence, you know, and be living to your full um, capacity, I believe. Um, and, and that's, that's what we're all figuring out how to do that, you know? And I don't think, I think it's great that people look up to different, you know, um, inspirations in the community. I mean, 
I've been, I, I recently met uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, which was really interesting. Was he hot? He was hot. Yeah. He was hot. He was, yeah, he's, he's a beautiful brother. But the, the point being is that like foundations like this. So we talked about the Amazon earlier and we talked about the coral reef. And, and the reality is, is it's like there's a bidding game going on for the, the wealthiest ecosystems on the planet right now. And some of these uh, celebrities that have been super, you know, gifted with their talents and been able to, you know, create this abundance in their lives and be financially blessed, shall we say, are are putting their their belief and their funds and their resources into buying um, buying coral reefs and things. And some of the ways it's happening is like this foundation takes people of influence. People that are in a position, you know, CEOs or founders of companies. I went, I went to West Papua with a few of those people. People that developed the iPhone. People that own parts of Google, etc. Once those people saw the manta rays, and you know, and the beauty of those coral reefs and systems, of course, they are like moved into action, and they've literally bought hundreds of thousands of square acres of coral reefs so that you know the logging and the dynamite fisheries are not able to buy them and those are some of the only areas that are, are being protected but isn't that crazy and yet no, we're, we're already like at that point that's what's happening that's not an idea that is literally what's happening we are relying on wealthy individuals in the world to save the coral reefs and rainforests by buying large areas of land and coral reef so that they do not get sold by the governments who are in low subsidy to logging and dining. I couldn't believe that. Like I've just literally learned that, been present, seen it, sat in rooms where those decisions are being decided. We've got the governor of West Papua, which is one of the richest coral reef ecosystems coming over to Los Angeles, coming to our shows, coming to our events and being supported by, uh, you know, uh, actors and actresses and different people of financial abundance that are supporting him in buying huge areas back from the Indonesian government so that they do not ruin those reefs. Yeah, to protect them. Yeah, that's what's happening right now. I have a family house in St. Croix. Mm -hmm. Virgin Islands, U.S. Virgin Islands, mm -hmm. and there was one of the most famous or, uh, uh, snorkeling spots called Buck Island. Mm -hmm. Everyone came from around the world to go. Now the entire reef is dead. You go under and it's just all white. It's like like light brown. There's no life, no activity at all there. Totally. And it's not restorable. Like you can't just yeah. go and add no. water or <clears throat> squirt a chemical and you know, it's yeah. it's Australia, not restorable. Everywhere we we could name all, all the reefs and it would be really depressing and <laughs> and, and it's real and that's Sorry. cool. No, no, thank you for bringing that. You know, but it, actually, uh, you know, our our really good friend Terry Lilly. So we happen to have a um, you know a mutual friend. Joey introduced me to him. Uh, amazing man that literally has done the research. He doesn't. It's not so much kind of alive his work in in it is. He's a documentary filmmaker, but he's an incredible marine biologist. He wakes up daily and like counts different seaweed families and yeah. he lives out in Hawaii. <clears throat> and he's like, he's honestly one of the nation's, you know, world specialists in, you know, what is influencing the reefs, what is actually the main contributing factors. And of course, 
you know, fresh water runoff, when we have these, we change a river, literally, like changing the direction of a river can kill a reef. It's every time we go in and like mess with anything that's been set up for millions of years, you know, there's normally a consequence in the in the ecosystem. And what I learned when I went to Hawaii and I was, he was kind of like my mentor for a couple of weeks was that there's this place in the Philippines, it's a really famous case study, um, uh, Palau, uh, the west side of northwest part of that, <coughs> that um, chain of islands. And it was fascinating to learn that all they all they actually did, man, was like they just banned like about eight or nine of these certain pesticides that the farmers were using. They just were like, you know, they managed to get this ban and the farmers actually conformed to it and were like, you know, they use these these other pesticides, not the really harmful ones, right? Just that, just that alone in three months was like a 50, 60 percent increase on the reefs. So if we if we stop poisoning the planet, it will actually rejuvenate itself. And I hear I hear what you say because like sometimes coral reefs are like yeah, I believe it was water temperature is what totally uh, totally synchronized. I mean, definitely some reefs die, and then it's going to have to a reintroduction of of coral reefs. So we're now we're also growing reef guys in laboratories. Which what's you know, what's the, what's that know. company that makes man-made reefs? That's what he's talking about. Yeah, there are several <clears throat> that I know of. Chevron yeah. was actually trying to do it out, like you know, El Porto. I think it was Chevron because there uh, there was a surf break out there, so they were trying to create a uh, a man-made reef. I think because of oil spills or maybe money that they had to put back into the ocean for things totally. that maybe damage they had done. But I don't even know if that, that reef is supposed to be ama- like an amazing surf like reef or something out there, yeah. but I don't think it got done. This is, this is, what, this is the moment we're living in. This is the, it's the most fans- phenomenal time because we, we still essentially live in a healthy world, just about, you know, it's, it's still there. There are places where there are still 28 feet manta rays that are, but they won't be there. They won't be there. In Are you f- you're familiar with the, the, the nuclear waste over in, in San Onofre? Yeah. Want to talk about that a yeah. little bit? It's not like in a, a field like where I have much expertise. I know that, you know, they basically have several nuclear warheads buried in front of the uh, the reef. At, um, it's that famous surf break. The right? Cardiff? Or no, it's not trestles. trestles. Yeah, trestles. just up by Trestles. Yeah, I mean, they're trying to get them music, but yeah, they're trying to get them to move it. But they're sim- saying, yeah. it's a good symbolism, right? Like we we'll just just bury the problem, you know, and put a sign up, and it will be fine. That's not, it's not, it's not the case. <laughs> yeah, we can't work. bury our waste in the earth. We also can't bury our waste. We can't put it out into space because the amount of fuel that we burn up in rockets sending trash, and also it's like what sending trash to space, you know? It's like it's the epitome of not being responsible for ourselves you know so yeah I'm, I'm excited i'm excited to see so many of us um genuinely so moved by what's happening and you know i was with paul nicolan recently who is the number one <laughs> it's funny when you say it like that he's one of the most followed wildlife photographers in the world but he's an amazing man he just happens to have the world's attention right now, you know, National Geographic for I don't know how many years, but, and he was saying to me, you know, he's, he's, he's this guy that's, you know, filmed snow leopards and been up with like starving polar bears and, you know, took that, the starving bear photo that was like the climate change mm-hmm. kind of, you know, um, and he's, he's, he's a massive inspiration to me. I, I couldn't, can't even believe that, you know, I have a friendship with this guy now and, and, you know, he's inviting me to, 
do some things with our music and video stuff and he is just you know going he's essentially a photographer and yet he's he's meeting with like you know Putin and some of these the presidents of these countries to show the story to show these these the people to show all of us I guess but also also to show men that are in power women that are in power people in power how incredibly wealthy their land is and their water is and their you know and showing them that narrative and be like this is this is what you're going to destroy if you sign this legislation right here you sign this for four and a half billion dollars this tar sands agreement here that's fine but just just know that like over here like this is this is have a look at this watch this video i think that's so incredible mm-hmm. that like that's even possible for a photographer to be showing presidents absolutely a narrative of what their world could look like and that is changing legislations literally their film in mexico about the whale sharks you want to see a whale shark all tangled up in tuna lines trying to breathe through the top of its mouth it's yeah. crushing to your soul it doesn't matter who you are people cannot deny that and that is a story that a lot of activists call them what you want passionate people environmentally oriented people are are telling that story and that story is not stopping we are going to keep bringing our voices to the bows of the boats we're going to keep bringing our voices to the GMOs farms we're going to keep bringing our voices we just have to keep bringing our voices it's not violence we don't fight back you know it's just tell the people the truth tell the children the truth let's all just be real with each other as we were saying earlier and that's that's cool that's an exciting conversation i personally am excited about talking about what's real on the planet rather than ignoring what's real you know that's awesome thank you that was awesome so you have your guitar with you. Are you gonna play some music tonight? <laughs> Joey, right to it. So yeah. I'm talking too much. I get, I get really passionate. Um, no, I mean, I have some, okay. Look, I traveled with Sam, and I know, like, so the other day I went up Sam, and I, I, this is yesterday, and I said I, I I have an idea for a song, and I start going over it with him, and he, you don't realize he's listening. He's listening as you're talking, so you're going through it. Because I've traveled with him as he created music. You know, I'd come in sometimes and he would just be, you know, just yeah. butt naked, just sitting there with his guitar and going. And I remember in Indonesia coming up with his seconds, but the so song, and he'd start going. I go, I guess this is where it happens. And we both were sitting here while he was making music, just sitting there naked in Indonesia. Perfect surf, by the way. It was beautiful surf. First time I'd been to Indonesia. Um, I have no recollection of hanging out with Joey naked. He was. But it's hot in Bali, so it's small possibility yeah he was, he was definitely naked <laughs> but uh but it was uh amazing that how you come up with just anything just off a conversation and be able to play and turn that into music that, that is a truly a gift no pressure <laughs> i'm sure you're used to it well, why don't we just make up a song we're not live on air or we might be live on air no we turn the cameras off go ahead go for it we did not turn the cameras on. <laughs> do you have a space between song? I do, but it's not finished. All right. Yeah, a little bit of it. We're gonna work on it. <laughs> <laughs> you got lyrics to it and everything. 
Yeah, it's like a... I'll give you a little bit of that one. Cool. Look, Joey, I lit up. I lit up. You That's know what cool. I had when you were doing that? I had a vision that you played that at Agape. Cool. 
I really did. I'm, I'm telling you. I was like, what's I just, up, brother? Cool, Reverend. Yeah, man. Yeah, we're we're gonna have gonna the Rev's yeah. gonna come in and I talk love with him. us. What's his name? Also, Sam Michael is gonna Beckwith. be performing yeah. November 16th with us. Hey, but listen, if if I can set something up for you to come and play at Agape, Samuel, would you? November 16th. November. Yes. Not September. November 16th. Hey, yes. would you play Agape? Of course. Have you ever? No, but I have. I really, I had a great connection with. Okay. So listen, I just have a feeling I'm not Joey. I don't have anyone talking to me. No, but I have a, I have, a, I've been going for ten years, Samuel, and you know, I it was my thing. I'm like, I really want to get the Rev in the room and talk with us. Awesome. And I got a call two days ago to do art in the Rev's office at the new at the new office building, which was great. And now this could be the third piece to that puzzle because I love the music there, but I also. They, they need, you know, I would like to see more, a little more diversity, and I think you'd be perfect there. I think they would love you. Yeah, he's actually invited me kind of open, should do openly it. to go and play, but I well, just never Come on, brother, up. let's do this. Let's do it. Let's also do it. talk about a little bit about uh, art show, music. Yeah, on, the sec- on the 16th, you know we're doing an art show. Absolutely. I mean, my yeah. thing is I've been in the art business for like 25 years in the art community here in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to think that I've, I've done some really great things as Absolutely. far as like donations for cancer and other, other benefits. Me and Joey did the homeless thing last year or two years ago. And this year we're proud because we've put together a really great group of artists, visual artists, but also musical artists to come in and really help us kind of make some noise, mm-hmm. you know, to what we're going through. There's a lot of touch points we're dealing with. One is the mental wellness piece. Mm-hmm. Ocean um, conservation. Ocean. Yeah. And Have then you also come and talk? solar. You know, uh, Akon's a partner in this thing. We're going to be doing lighting up L.A. Hopefully we're inviting out the, the mayor and some other people. So it'd be great to have you out. You know, because be be your awesome. voice, your voice is wonderful. Like it, you know, I got chills. I still got them, you know, and I'm grateful that you, you're a part of this thing. Thank you, brother. That's how I got naked in Bali. He started singing. Hold like on, that. I thought he was naked. <laughs> now, who was naked? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get naked right now. You know what I mean? Like all three of us. Yeah. I think that'd be a great shot. That clip would get downloaded. I gotta tell you something. You want me funny? to start? <laughs> so I was we telling don't need to do that. That's yeah. the whole point. So, so in, in, in light but I'm down. I'm just saying, like, I'm not afraid. If you've just joined us, by the way, we've been having really intelligent conversations. <laughs> I'm just but hey. Sam's natural. He like walks around naked. He's like like Burning Man. Dude. He walks around with like rollerblades naked well, in his let's guitar. Just, let's just go there. Right? Yeah, where are we what, going? Let's, yeah, what is a going? Burning Man dude? <laughs> a Burning Man dude. You know, I'm just. Uh, yeah. Is it? Are you going? Are you are you going this year? I, I actually am yeah. going to Burning Man this yeah. year. Yeah. yeah. I just yeah. want to know. Are you playing? I am playing. I'm going to play music yeah let me ask you a question you don't know me very well and and but you do know that i'm i'm a little different when it comes to this right i'm trying as hard as i can to to dive deep but you know i I keep getting stopped do you think i'm i'm a burning man dude or do you think i'm it's just like there isn't a burning man dude (laughs) that was just the thing i thought that's a good sticker are you a burning man i want to talk about this right now like what is it what does it mean to like i'm a conscious guy okay it's like or a burning man guy or do you think i am a no-name guy you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's, look, LA is indulgent. Doesn't mean you have to be an indul- indulgent if you're living in LA. You know, I get like stick going back home. I was like, what are you doing in LA, man? Like LA is full of like, like celebrities are really into themselves and whatever, you know, like vanity and ego. Selfie and takers. I'm like, you can, you, you don't have to partake in that. Yeah. Right. Burning Man is full of a lot of indulgence it's full of a lot of very un like non-friendly environmental stuff you know 
Unemployment, but things, but it's a, you know, but yeah, but it's a self-awareness. What, what I meant by that, that, no, you don't. You can be you. This is the thing, guys. We can right. all be us wherever we are, whatever we, you know. Like I know we associate ourselves with different organizations and platforms, but you. you but that's not because Bernie is at the pinnacle for not like a, a not a not <laughs> pinnacle. Like no, but you know what I'm saying. He said that. He's, is there's something going on here today. What you said? It's cool. Okay, like, I'm just gonna clear this up. When you What's mess up a word like that, it's it's not dyslexia. You, huh? <laughs> it's called spoonerism. Yeah. <laughs> it is. This is actually right. fake. Yeah, it's like, it's like if you like oh, Ray you Charles, you pinnacle, say pinnacle, May Rawls. Pinnacle. <laughs> well, yeah. The, the, pinnacle the, moment. Like the pin. Okay, it's like you know that that the kind of point to I think for people that you look at that and go, oh, those are people spreading self or whatever it is, conscious. That's what people, if you're not a conscious person, the first thing you talk about is burning man. You bur- they say you're a burner. So I don't, you know. We're, that's- not, we're just not, I'm just saying we're not reflected by, by our governments. I, okay, here's a great example. I'm walking into Panga. I'm glad that we had you. Can, can we speak, yeah, yeah, keep sure. talking? Yeah, of yeah. course. Okay, cool. Walking into Panga and this woman was like, oh, you just hate us, don't you? Like, and I was like, I could have walked past, right? I wasn't, I was more like moved by it than triggered by it. It wasn't like, who's she doing? I wasn't triggered. I was just moved. I was like, that was sad. I don't even know this woman. So this is really important. So I go over and say, you know, would you mind, you know, like, could I just speak to you for a moment? Because that felt really off. And I'm, and she's like, got this newspaper in her hand. And she's like, this is like ruining my life. And it's like, you know, Americans all wanting, and she was Mexican. And she was like, all wanting mm. us to leave this country. Mm. And she was really harboring the, the, the sadness of this situation, which is real for it's her. So, it's real for all these, undoc- for, just for every, like, what's yeah. going on? People can so, be so we come broke, to your house and take you out and you're done. Totally. And I broke it. We broke it down. We had this moment. It wasn't easy because she was really angry. And not that it even, I said, like, not, it, just for the record, like, I'm not from America, but even if I was, and even if, you know, this isn't, this isn't the reflection. You know, this newspaper isn't the reflection of what all these people think. Like you can't, we can't be looking at governments making decisions and then like, oh, Americans. And that's the danger, you know, with, with, these, with leadership and everything is it's like people think that you are adopting <clears throat> the same mentality as your, you know, your president or your MP or. Because we voted and, and him and in. So that's. Oh, <laughs> well, did we though? Oh, we, that's we, another well, topic. Yeah, that's another but, but regardless, that's on a big scale, right? So you can see how that's all, there's hatred being created where there's no need for it. There's wars being created where there's actually no, no difference problem, in opinion yeah. or no real problem. Yeah. And I think that in small talk, even when we're talking about like festivals or Burning Man people, whatever we're just talking about, you know, it's like, I think it's more like you showing up as you show up and doing you know what you be- what you believe in and then if you do that and it, and it is it is out of you know it's it's conflicting with with what you're seeing and you, you're not you know it's um what am i trying to say sorry it's like if we want to make change and if we want to um you know we have to accept all the things that are in the world yeah right. and that's really hard you know it's like to, to, to this is i find it so hard to accept everything that goes on in burning man if you want to know the truth like it is really sad and it's really heartbreaking it's really wasteful it's really all those things but it's also 
amazing. There's also a lot of people releasing a lot of their real life traumas, letting go of lost sons, daughters, people that are um, showing up in their truth. There's a lot of people that aren't aren't wasteful and aren't necessarily um, yeah. mirroring the overall facade of what Burning Man is portrayed in the media, right? And and that's the thing. If you convince yourself, right, that Burning Man is that, or LA is this, or whatever, you will never see the well, light. It really is, yeah. The light of that place. Well, I think you're just not open to it. Yeah, but here's the so thing: we're it's all like, creating. It's the like world being your authentic self, yeah. you know. And if you go there and you're your authentic self, you're going to find other people that are like you, being their authentic selves, creating your mutual authentic experience totally. versus submitting or succumbing to what's going on around you. Totally. Right? That's what you're saying. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm saying that. And it's also totally saying that. And it's also like friendship. It's like, what are you going to do? You have a conflict with a friend. Oh, you're not in alignment with me. What kind of friendship right. is that? Yeah. <laughs> right. You know? yeah. It's like zero tolerance of something that's different between two people. It's like, you know, going into it, it's like that friend that has that difference, you know, might be the greatest friend you had because you have to work something out between the two of you. You know, and Burning Man pushes everybody through that. Yeah. It pushes you through having to just be like, look, although I don't, I'm not in alignment with all this stuff, this is, this is part of the world that, that I live in, you know? And, and like, you know, I'm seeing something extreme. Like, it's even, I, I even have to accept animal cruelty. And I, that's my real, like, thing that I most, you know, um, shattered by in the world is all this cruelty that we're doing to, to the animals and our relations. But I have to accept it. You know, if we if we attack things, it's not going to change. And that's where I had to change my whole approach for more of like direct activism stuff. And I think there's a place for that to get involved, to tie yourself to a tree, to stand up in front of military. If you feel called to do that, that's cool. That's your truth. But there is it's it's the um, the compassion because when I met when I met the families who were doing all the shark finning, man, it's like they're just they are literally just doing what their ancestors have done for the longest time, yeah. and they're, they're not evil people, you know, necessarily. They're doing something very disconnected. It's like with Vic, know? like Steve, uh, Michael Vic, yeah, with the, the pit bulls, but not saying cause I just I just rescued a pit bull, yeah. But just going back to the, the, he probably was raised his parents, you know, like it, it, you know what I'm saying. I'm not saying yeah. it's horrible shit. When you see that it's all pit bulls, when you go to the uh, shelter, just, I've been it's like just limited, three months looking for a dog. It's just limited mindset, you know, and exposure yeah, to that. Those, and yeah. I was going to say that earlier when you were talking about it. It's like people just don't know any better, you know, um, or choose not to know any better, you know. And for me, once I kind of, and I'm not perfect. I don't have it all figured out either, right? But once you know the truth, you, you can't ignore that. You can make a choice to do something different. That's but you know in point, your heart yeah. that it's wrong. And yeah. that's feeding yourself poison alone and when you it comes do to that, spiritual, yeah. spirituality. Can I ask a couple questions just about music? Yeah, let's get into music. Because I looked, you know, not to get off topic, and, mm. and I know that this is a spiritual co- podcast, but I, I've looked at some of the credits that you have, and it's it's amazing to me that you're so humble considering a lot of the things that you've done. Mm. You know, so who, if you could pinpoint one moment in your life musically that was like, I'm home, I'm here, like this is the great, like, wow, what, mm. what, what would that be? Yeah, okay, well, two things came through. Um, am I allowed to? Yeah. <laughs> You can have three. One was touring with Ben Harper, and there mm. was this moment where the whole like st- like stage like just shut down, like, and I was like, 
it was my moment that we were going to participate. He was like going to have me up yeah. and do a little something. And that brother just went into this a cappella. And if you think about it, it's like, this is, it is, yeah, so I enjoyed seeing this and witnessing this because it changed my life in terms of th th that moment was like I fully got like the, the whole art of making the best of your moment. Say a car breaks down, say a stage shuts down, right? You know, the whole stage shut down. Yet that was, he went a cappella and he had me doing the drums and a little bit of guitar or whatever, you know? Wow. And that was the best part of the show. Yeah. So being shown how like, it's like breaking your leg, you know, and it's the worst thing in your life. Like broke your leg. How'd you <laughs> break your leg? You know, I didn't break my leg. I've broken no, my leg. But there's leg. something that, that, Exactly. How did you break your leg? Exactly. Looking at why that might have happened, you know, and then you can use, you can utilize the lesson or the whatever it is to something. It's not necessarily something closing down. It might be something I was opening up yeah. and that was so that moment was huge because then if you think about music in that way you know you are you're continuously like just able to utilize whatever moment like yeah. and and that, that you need that as an artist well, that's where the real good stuff comes from totally you know, that's in, in all yeah. of life though you yeah. know it comes from when uh, a necessity you yeah. know, versus a leisure yeah you know and that's why we're hoping the world turns around because it, now it's a necessity Versus a, a movement of, you know, just people feeling good and wanting to feel better or see things better. What was the second moment? Yeah, music, music's alive, right? So I guess it's, it's more interesting when it's in a, in a space where it, it's alive. Uh, second one is pretty personal, but I'm just going to go for it. Um, there was a, a, a fan of my music that I never knew that uh, died of cancer. And I found out after he passed away that his, from his sister, that he listened to my music um, throughout that whole transition to accept his passing, which was the most, like, even if that was it for me, like, even if I don't go on now to do what I wish to do and get my music out to the world and all these things I've dreamt of, as a kid, having someone value something that I'm, I made, like, valued myself like he doesn't even know hope he does know like you know. how much that validated like i hold on to that sometimes in the hardest times when i'm like totally broke or you know just just maxed out on like you know doing everything as all us single solo artists often have to do balancing all this stuff he's you know i miss my family or something i hold on to those brothers words um that he, he wrote he wrote me something before he died too and I flew out to um, it's pretty deep um, I flew out to Brazil and was went to this beach called Praia Mole which is in Florianópolis in the south of Brazil where I used to live and you know I, I dressed pretty well on a tropical beach I was like super hot you know trying to find this this all I knew was there would be a ceremony for his life right and they asked me to play this one song and I'm not kidding you, man. Like I got to the end of the beach and like the waves were like hitting the side of the rocks. There was like this whole circle of people around me and I, and I played this song like in the middle of like maybe three or four circles of his family, you know, and just, and like something happened when I was playing the song. Like, I don't think I was playing the song anymore is what I'm trying to say, honestly. Wow. Like it just, my experience of that was just like, I was totally lucid, you know, just, you know, just for the record, you know. And, you know, I, I just remember, like, 
imagining this melody and the next minute I was in the melody and it was like just I, I, my, I felt like I just sat back and then this like hey, hey, like I was just like something was singing through me and then I realized at that moment that you know we are genuinely you know conduits of you know a greater a greater energy spirit call it what you will you know it's and it's it's really important how the information is is communicated to people about those kind of experiences that doesn't put them off as so much there's so much you know you can feel the truth in what i just told i hope and um you know that wasn't that wasn't that i didn't i wasn't doing yoga i wasn't doing LSD, I wasn't doing any mushrooms, or I wasn't even doing anything. I was just singing a song, just through singing a song. Had this, like, I'm not kidding you, like, I was absolutely out of my body. And coming full circle back to Ben, the first time I met him, Ben Harper is a big inspiration in my life. And uh, first time I met him, and he, I was like, You all right, man? He's like, Yeah, I'm just coming back into my body. And that was after he did a show, and, and you know, that's meaning that there is something beyond our body and beyond our mind that we are connected to. That's okay. Source. Let's Source. just be comfortable with that. That's, that's great. That's, that's, you know, and, and, and be, let's just be open to that for a moment and not need to make it like, you know, anything extraordinary that some people have or some people don't. We all have that, you know? And I think that's what this platform is, is, is about, um, you know, um, really, nourishing and and accepting that part of ourselves and owning it and owning that we're all connected and of equal importance you know i I had a couple questions but i think after that last answer i don't i don't have any more questions that was that was amazing you know i think i think death is something that a lot of people you know we all have to deal with it we've talked about it here on on this podcast and you know we know joey just lost his mom not too long ago and i think you know i've had a a ton of death in my life too and i think that would be amazing to experience as a family member much less you as the artist so kudos to you for that you know and and that that being something you hold on to to keep you going Mm. you're right on Mm. you know and you're lucky for that like that's a that's a that is a blessing beyond beyond any kind of class you can take or Mm. any kind of book you can read Mm. Yeah, it has, it has been, feels like that in my life for sure. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Satnam, thanks for coming down. Satnam for life. Satnam. Yeah, man, brothers. Bros. brothers. Satnam. Please don't forget to rate and subscribe to the Space Between podcast on Apple Podcast.